Next on BYU Sports Nation, bold prediction Friday. Are you all in on BYU football starting the season 2-0? Or are we overlooking Calibit? What will have the greatest impact on the outcome of the game for BYU? Plus the last man to throw five touchdown passes in a game, Christian Stewart joins us. It just so happened to happen against Cal. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. This is how we do it on a Friday. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy September 7th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton. Teamed up with ESPN retro commercial savant, Jerem Jordan. I guess ESPN started 39 years ago. We'll talk to sideline reporter Mark Morgan coming up on the call tomorrow. Uh, They had some video that we watched. that They had like a theme song about all the different sports you could watch on ESPN. It was really corny. I loved it. Yeah, there's a line in there that kept repeating over and over again. We're the newest network. (laughs) Like random footage of like road bike racing, motorcycle racing, uh, like Division 17 men's volleyball. <laughs> Division 17. Wow. Impressive. Hey, happy 39th birthday to Espen. Yes, yes I believe it's Espen. Espen the magazine. There you go. Here's what we've got for you on today's show. You heard the name Christian Stewart. And again, he knows a thing or two about enjoying success against Cal. Hey, Jared Goff, how's it going, man? Christian Stewart will join us in 15 minutes. Jared Goff's just doing just fine on the Rams. Truth. <laughs> And as you said, Jerem, ESPN sideline reporter for tomorrow's game, the home opener in the wideout at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Mark Morgan will tell us what he expects between the Cal Golden Bears and the BYU Cougars. Does he think BYU's fan base is overlooking a Cal team coming off a seven-point win over North Carolina? Hey, let's give this party some more music and your top stories across BYU Sports Nation. Yeah, there we go. Countdown to kickoff episode two of 2018. To preview Cal and BYU begins at 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 Mountain, live on BYU TV tomorrow night. The game immediately follows that on ESPN2, kickoff set for 10.15 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Johnny Harleen will join us on the program tomorrow, as well as the National Park, so it should be a fun day. Fred Warner of the Niners, Kyle Van Noy of the Patriots, and Saints quarterback Taysom Hill playing season openers Sunday at 1 Eastern as Week 1 continues to kick off the 2018 NFL season. Undefeated and third-ranked BYU women's volleyball playing as we speak. Right now, the Cougars lead one set to none over 10th-ranked USC. They took the first set 30-28. to They are up in set number two, 17-12. So a good start for BYU in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Again, at the Marquette Invitational. BYU will also face Syracuse tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern. Two in one day, nice. And women's soccer plays the team up north tonight in the Deseret First Duel at 9 Eastern in Salt Lake. Watch and listen to the game on the Pac-12 Network and BYU Radio with coverage on the radio starting at 8.30 Eastern time. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. We received this tweet about 12 hours ago from our friend at Loyal to the Royal, avid listener of BYU Sports Nation, and he tweets in, I just listened to yesterday's broadcast of BYU Sports Nation. I'm getting nervous with the level of optimism. (laughs) I have come to expect this from Spencer Linton, but 
et tu, Jerem Jordan, meaning you too, Jerem Jordan. I'm nervous, real nervous, hashtag BYUSN. My optimism makes someone nervous. <laughs> That's not a good thing for me. Jerem, simple question. Are we overlooking the Cal Golden Bears? Absolutely. But let me tell you why. <laughs> it's based on the way each team played last week. I know it's just a volume of one, and I understand that we need to be careful with that, of course. Um, but the way that Cal played, I didn't think – okay, Cal played really good defense. Four takeaways, one pick six, all through the air. Okay, interceptions. That's impressive, right? Um, do you believe, Spencer, that BYU will turn it over four times tomorrow? No. Including a pick six? Nope. Okay, interesting. Do you believe Cal will put up, I don't know, 450 yards of total offense against the BYU defense? No. Cal put up 279 total, 119 through the air. So I don't feel like Cal has established uh, who it is offensively. Three quarterbacks played in Ross Bowers, Chase Garbers, and Brandon McElwain. This was none of them Berkeley. Th- none of them threw for 60 yards in the game. This was not in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. This was on Cal's home field. Let me mention that UNC was 3-9 and nine last year and had 13 players suspended in the game. So Cal should have won this by more than 7. Cal was up 17-0 at halftime. BYU was up 28-10. Um, I think that BYU played a good game, especially on offense. Defensively, I thought BYU played really solid. I don't see BYU coughing this up at home. In fact, I'll tell you how much I think BYU is going to win by coming up later and going for two. I believe BYU has the right amount of urgency mixed with preparation and sprinkled with talent to concoct a really good performance tomorrow. Fact, people. BYU has listed Protect Lavelle's House as one of the program pillars new to the 2018 season that are around all of the football offices. Do you think that they are about to have a letdown in their first opportunity coming off of a 2-4 and four season in Lavelle's House against Cal? No. Am I overlooking the Bears? No. I just feel like I know what they are right now, and that is a bunch of question marks on offense. They don't know what they are right now. A non-dynamic offense, and I know that BYU is better than North Carolina, and BYU will play better than North Carolina, especially because it's in Provo. This is Cal's first road test. I just feel confident that I know enough about Cal or what they aren't right now, that I don't think there's going to be any type of letdown. This is BYU's first chance to play in front of the home fans. It's going to be crazy. Redeem the UMass loss in a way, right? Like, okay, that was last year, this this year. Cal has lost 10 of the last 11 on the road, by the way. They just stink on the road. BYU's going to win this game. The experts in the desert, it took them all of one week to be like... Well, they weren't so expert on the last game. Well, I'll give them a pass because it's their first opportunity to watch BYU coming off of a 4-9 and nine season. That pass cost them money. But now that they have seen BYU, it didn't take long for them to make BYU a home favorite against Cal when nobody was calling for that before the Arizona game. There are lots of elements of success, key indicators, one might say, in a certain walk of life, in a certain religion, uh, and in winning in football. But what will have the greatest impact on the outcome of tomorrow's game? Why go away from... What worked against Arizona last week and the dominating performance by the offensive line for BYU and the run game. The time of possession advantage for BYU was unbelievable on the road. Say it like Bill Walton. It was unbelievable. 
Thank you. <laughs> I remember playing Berkeley. <laughs> playing against Berkeley. <laughs> and it's happening right Berkeley. now. Berkeley. Yes, it's happening this week. <laughs> BYU's run game and the offensive line will have the greatest impact on tomorrow's game. If Cal cannot get BYU off the field in Provo, good luck. Good luck trying to escape Provo with the win against a super motivated team on the redemption tour, as you bring up, Jerem, to try and get back on track in front of their home fans. They want nothing more than to set the record back to what it used to be, and that's that BYU wins well, and they win a lot in Provo. I think the Cougars will have a liberal demonstration in the form of turnover margin. Cal was plus four last week and was up big. They were up 24-3 at one point. North Carolina got back into the game. But Cal only won by seven after they were plus four. I think if BYU takes care of the ball, that means good things. And the Cougars did. Last week, BYU didn't turn it over. Didn't allow a sack. I don't expect both of those to be zeros. I just expect BYU to take it away more than they give it away. In most relationships, it requires giving more than taking. But in football, you need to take more than you give. So I expect that to happen for BYU tomorrow. I remember when Tanner Mingham threw a pass deflected off of Squaw Peak and landed softly in the hands (laughs) of Mitch Matthews. (laughs) (laughs) Mitch is playing in the game? That's fantastic. We're talking about Berkeley. Oh, Oh, Berkeley. Yes, I could smell colors at the time. It was unbelievable. Well, Christian Stewart was the quarterback. I don't know what you're remembering. (laughs) Christian will join us, by the way. Coming up. If BYU runs for 150-plus like they did against Arizona, they will win this game. Plain and simple. It's going to be the run game, the dominating presence of the offensive line to keep the offense on the field, those ground and pound, long, deflating drives. Watch for BYU to really take a step again in the middle to late part of the third quarter against Cal, who is playing at elevation for the first time. And as you pointed out so Ooh, aptly, the elevation Jerem, comment. That's like the mission age. Thing. As you pointed out so aptly, they're not good on the road. And did we see anything from them last week that makes us think, they're going to be amazing against BYU and Provo? No. No. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. If you don't know who your quarterback is, you're asking for trouble. Offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes revealed roughly, I don't know, a little more than half of what his play sheet had yesterday. In fact, he went into the specifics of that earlier this week about what he has shown on offense. We certainly have a lot of the playbook left. We probably called about mm, half of the calls, maybe a little more than half the calls that we actually had on the call sheet for this game. So, We've got we've got a whole lot more, and it will change from week to week. All right, Jerem, if BYU revealed a little more than half of that play sheet against Arizona and Jeff Graham says we've got a lot more, how much more do you think we will see from the BYU offense tomorrow against Cal? I hope to see more completed passes uh, down the field. There were only two or three that I can recall um, that were completed against Arizona. I expect more of that, just more chunk plays through the air. I'm not talking about like 60-yard bombs, although that is certainly welcome. I expect a healthy dose, again, of Squally Canada, some Lopini Katoa. Perhaps we'll see Bo Hodge. He did not see the field. Perhaps we'll see Gunnar Romney. He did not see the field against Arizona. I expect a bunch of jet sweeps, more Bushmen, more MLP, more down the field if it's there. But I do expect a heavy dose of Squally Canada. Like, if the O-line... And Squally Canada play like they did against Arizona. BYU wins this game. Yes. 150-plus, BYU will be 2-0 after beating Cal. And I would love – I'm with you. I would love to see some more down-the-field, big-time completions. BYU took their shots last week. 1-11, to Hefo, 1-Talon, to Yeah, Shumway. a couple of shots. 
I'm, I'm not talking about chuck it up 40 plus like that. I'm saying like the Matt Bushman play, um, Micah the, Simon, the Micah Simon yes. out, th- those kinds of things in the middle of the field. Those come with confidence, I think, from Tanner Mangum. And, yeah. and with the safety sneaking up to defend the jet sweep. Like those will happen where that has to be respected. And if BYU is getting five to 10 yards on each of those, which that is a rush play, uh, but it spreads the field out, you know, and BYU is running, running through the tackles between the tackles, and then they're stretching the field horizontally with the jet sweeps. It's hard to defend, 53 yards. I'm excited to see what Jeff Grimes rolls out, the chess master. I think that's what I want to call him because yeah. he Let's give him more than one game, but I'm with he you. He beautifully <laughs> established a couple of plays by methodically going back to the jet sweep and the run and off tackle. I, I like what he's doing. I think tomorrow we're going to see our first – gadget play or trick play okay and what adversity will we see too we didn't see a lot of adversity offensively in the first half a little bit we'll see against unc cal played three different quarterbacks ross bowers the incumbent chase garber is a freshman and a change of pace rusher brandon McElwain. here's cal head coach justin wilcox on the sitch i think we have a, a competition going there and those guys did some good things in the first game, but there's a lot of things they could have done better, like every other position. And so we'll continue to evaluate it, and we will not name a starter during the week. Um, but we do have a plan in place. Listen to that entire conversation Saturday during the pregame coverage with Jason Shepard on BYU Radio starting at 8.15 Eastern. So those three dudes combined for 16 of 32 for 119 through the air. What effect will the Cal three-headed quarterback situation have on the BYU defense? Tell me one good time a team brought three quarterbacks on the road early in the season, and it ended well for who, that team. Who is the third string with Montana and Young? <laughs> <laughs> who, yeah, Steve Bono. <laughs> who, was, who was the other quarterback with uh, Chris Leak and Tim Tebow? I don't know. Yeah, I've no, I don't if recall. If that one. guy, if there are three quarterbacks still competing to be the guy and Cal has to come on the road, when has that ended well? When has it ended well? This will play a major role in helping BYU's defense limit big plays. I just don't think Cal has the ability or the cohesion, Greg Rebell's favorite word this week along with Jeff Grimes, I don't think they have the cohesion to exploit BYU's defense if they can't pick a guy. If they don't know who the quarterback is, they're limited in their playbook. See Ty Detmer and the five quarterbacks that he played last year. You can't roll out all of these amazing plays and dynamic offense when you have three different quarterbacks playing. So I think it's a major advantage for BYU's defense to limit big plays. Vic Wharton III and Cunavai Noah are certainly capable of stretching the field. But if you have two quarterbacks and you have none, what does that make with three? Yeah, I just don't see it. I'm with you. I don't see... One of those guys or a combo going for 250-plus against BYU. It's a different challenge, certainly, containing Khalil Tate, and BYU did a tremendous job of doing that um, for most of the game. But I expect the BYU defensive line to have a bigger impact in this game because now they can actually go after the quarterback instead of just have three with the spy of Corbin and Kairos Tonga can do his thing. Sione Takitaki can get into the backfield. Zane Anderson can have more throws across the middle where he might have an interception. So I'm excited to see this BYU defense play. Yeah, when has a three-quarterback approach ever worked for a team early in the season on the road? Or ever. Neutral or home, for goodness sake. And they can throw it up, and there might be a couple of pass interference penalties, but I'll take 15-yard pass interference penalties over 
40 plus yard pass plays, you know, like I'm okay surrendering there a little were, bit of that. There were too many of those though. There were too many last week. Just don't think Cal can really challenge with three different quarterbacks. They got to have a guy. That's a major advantage for BYU. Our question of the day, what is your bold prediction for Cal at BYU on Saturday night? Let's go to voice of the nation. This is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. Kirk Marley in on Facebook. Kalani Satake will break his all-time vertical leap. 17 inches? After the offensive line gives up zero sacks again, and the Cougars win. Zero sacks would be nice. Wow. At Caleb underscore Smith on Twitter. Bold prediction. Tanner Mangum throws three touchdown passes. Squally runs another, and the defense gets two INTs. Owen BYU wins by 14 or more. Wow. That's pretty bold. Those are all good things. Those are all good things. But do you feel like any of those are unreachable? No. I think I, I think that is no. I, the Kalani a, vertical leap. I think is a quality bold tweet. <laughs> Three touchdown passes. Tanner Mangum could do that. Yeah. Squally running for another. Absolutely. Join us uh, using Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Continue to weigh in. Coming up. Don't call it a comeback. I'm hitting on both my going for two picks. Oh, is that a guarantee, Jerem? Yes. Are you overlooking the matchup with me? You you like my going for two picks. I guarantee it. The last time BYU faced Cal in Berkeley, Christian Stewart had himself a day. Times five. He joins us next with the key to BYU going 2-0. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us tomorrow night, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV for Countdown to Kickoff. We'll get you ready for BYU and Cal 75-minute edition of the program this week. We'll talk to Johnny Harleen. Kathy Aiken has an awesome feature on Squally Canada. And we'll chat with the National Parks. It's 9 Eastern tomorrow on BYU TV. In this moment, we are live from Studio B. Your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play continues. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. If you missed the show live, download the podcast. You can always watch by going to BYUSN.com and experience BYU Sports Nation whenever, wherever, however you want. If you can, answer our question of the day. What is your bold prediction for Cal at BYU tomorrow? At Big Red P in on Twitter. Using the hashtag BYUSN, BYU will be plus five in the turnover ratio. Plus five? Giving away the ball zero times for the second week in a row. Defense played so well last week. A couple of mistakes. This is just an uh, without – I don't even know if that tweet makes sense at the end. Well, the five picks don't make sense. Yeah, I'm plus really five. having a hard time that, wrapping my mind around Brian that. Brian Logan, who is that? <laughs> five. Five. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Defense played so last week, bar a couple of mistakes, this is just the next step. Plus five in the turnover margin. Good gravy. Hashtag BYUSN, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Remember how Christian Stewart absolutely destroyed the Cal Golden Bears? I do. It was an incredible day. In Berkeley. It it helped BYU finish with a perfect record against Power 5 opponents in 2014. That is right. And that takes us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. The last time a BYU quarterback threw for five touchdowns in a game, yeah, that Cal game. Christian Stewart, 433 yards, five touchdowns, 23 of 38 passing. Uh, His best friend that day was Jordan Leslie. And now we welcome Christian Stewart in on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Christian, how do you feel after we rolled out that stat line? 
Guys, I really appreciate you letting me relive the boy days. You know, it's, it's no fun anymore sitting behind a desk. <laughs> <laughs> There's you no bet, equivalent man. for five touchdown passes, I guess. And and here BYU plays Cal, right? Was that your greatest performance, by the way, at BYU? Is that your best game? Oh, yeah. But by far, I mean, you can maybe count Savannah State where I had six touchdowns midway through the second quarter, but I think they were worse than a high school team. So, <laughs> so I can't count that. Tell me how you really feel. Yeah. All right, Christian. BYU takes on Cal tomorrow, trying to go 2-0. and BYU has only started the season back-to-back with wins against Power 5 teams once before. It was in 1984. Now I know what you're thinking. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow your roll. BYU just wants to get to 2-0 and and, yeah, equal what the 1984 team did with a big win against Cal. But what do you think is the number one thing that will have an impact on helping the Cougars accomplish that feat tomorrow night? The number one thing to help us, you know, I, I think it's, it's going to all come down to Tanner. Tanner's going to be the one to make or break this win. And he looked really good last week. They got him in a good rhythm. But, you know, watching him – He's got to just slow down, let the game come to him. He's an experienced veteran quarterback, and he's got to take leadership and take us to victory. I think it all kind of we ride or die with Tanner this week. What do you think changed at halftime against Arizona? Because there were 72 passing yards for BYU, and it's like, what's going on? You know, the offense hadn't really moved the ball a ton. Um, Then in that third quarter, Christian, Tanner starts 9 for 9. BYU gets three straight touchdown drives. What changed? Yeah, good good question. I think – a few things. So one, Grimes is a smart, smart coordinator. He was setting a lot of things up, so I don't think you need to expect them to come out of the gate super hot. He was setting up a lot of those play actions, like when they hit Bushman for the touchdown. You know, that was a play that was set up by numerous by sweeps, numerous runs up the middle by Squally. So a lot of those things were set up um, over the, the course of the first half. But then I think Tanner just got into a rhythm. He got confident, and they got him quick throws to get into a, you know, a rhythm. As a quarterback, being in a rhythm, it's a real thing. And if you can get easy, quick throws, get some momentum, man, you play so much better throughout the game. And I think they did that really well in the second half. Former BYU quarterback Christian Stewart with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, the Cougars obviously enjoyed Arizona and the immediate high that came after an upset win in the desert. How do you avoid the proverbial letdown coming home against Cal? What would you say to the team to warn them of a potential letdown? I'd say we've done absolutely nothing. This team doesn't, this team doesn't – uh, they're not forgetting what happened last year and all through the offseason. I mean, they've been going through a year of – People talking really bad about them. Right. People, you know, questioning: uh, Is this the right team? Is this the right coaching staff? Is you know, is Tanner the right guy? N- nobody forgets that. They're not letting one win get to their heads. I mean, we literally have done nothing yet, and BYU fans can't get too excited until we've really proven ourselves against real competition like Cal or Washington or Wisconsin. And you know, we got some big games, and I don't think they're going to let up or let it get to their head on one win. With that said, I feel like culturally we've seen the shift. We need to see the results still. You're right. It's been one game, and we've been talking about how exciting that was. But, yes, one game. What major differences have you noticed, either schematically or culturally, that tell you, okay, BYU is a different team this season? So, yeah, they they look more disciplined. I think it was an interesting transition going from Bronco to Kalani, who have two 
polar opposite coaching styles. And it, it almost swung too far the other way after, after Bronco left where pe- people felt like they had so much freedom. It was almost like someone who, you know, during high school was so cooped up by their parents and they go off to college and on their own and they feel like they can do whatever they want. So I think there was a, a bit of juggling that, but then, the offense has an identity. I mean, we really have an identity. We know who we are now. Grad's done a good job of coming in and establishing the type of offense we want to be. And it looks like people are buying into that. I think that was big. Last year, it just felt like Ty was having a hard time establishing anything. And we kind of bounced all over the place. But I think we really have an identity now. Christian, BYU 3-0 and against Cal in the regular season. The only loss was a setback in the Las Vegas Bowl in 2005 to a Cal Bears team that had Deshaun Jackson and Marshawn Lynch. Story for another day. Uh, but it's been well documented what you did against Cal, throwing for those five touchdowns in a dramatic, really exciting win uh, that propelled BYU to the Miami Beach Bowl. So what kind of scoring match do you expect between the two teams tomorrow night? Yeah, good, good question. What did what did Cal score last week? Twenty four. Stat line twenty four. So uh, yeah, I think it'll be pretty evenly matched. I wouldn't expect it to be a forty two thirty five, you know, score like we had back in twenty fourteen. That year, people remember they had Jared Goff and they were running up the score on everybody. Uh, so I wouldn't expect that type of shootout. And I think our defense is is pretty good this year. But I think you'll probably see something around the 24-21 type, type score would be my prediction. And 17 of those points, by the way, for Cal were offensive. There was a pick six. So they, they played three quarterbacks, Cal did, uh, trying to figure it out. Um, you know, one of those guys was a freshman. One was a transfer sophomore. Um, when you have three quarterbacks and all three get in, you talked about how important a rhythm is. Do you feel like Cal can get into a rhythm if they're playing two or three different dudes? Maybe with two, and there's only been really one franchise that's done it successfully with uh, Tim Tebow back in Florida. I'd say if you're playing two or three guys, you don't know who you are, you don't know who your leader is, and it's going to be really, really challenging for for you to get in any type of rhythm. I mean, your receivers, your line, like people have to adjust to the playing style of one guy, and if you're putting two or three guys in, it's kind of a free-for-all. Christian, I want to finish with this. What did Jared Goff say to you after you outplayed him? No, what did you say to Jared Goff? On Cal's home field, preventing that team from going to a bowl game. <laughs> I, I told Jared Goff I was going to take his number one draft pick. <laughs> I was, was going to take his spot for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Christian, it's always good to talk to you, man. Um, we would love to see you in studio if uh, you're ever in town close to Provo, man. Let's do it again soon. All right, well, I'll see you guys at the game tomorrow. I'll be there. All right, we'll look forward to that. Christian Stewart on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Christian will actually be on campus later this afternoon talking to student-athletes in the uh, student-athlete building. So, good luck. Yeah, outstanding. And, and Christian, if, he, if I'm not mistaken, still lives in the Bay Area, so he's within the shadow of Cal. There you go. Coming up, ESPN's Mark Morgan will be on the sidelines tomorrow for the game. What storylines is he watching between Cal and Brigham? Jerem already guaranteed a win in going for two this week. Oh, it's happening. Let's look at just how he thinks that will come to fruition with the latest going for two picks. The showdown is on. This is BYU Sports Nation. Bring it, baby. 
Women's soccer faces Utah tonight in the Deseret First Duel at 9 Eastern in Salt Lake. Watch and listen to the game on the Pac-12 Network and BYU Radio with coverage on the radio starting at 8.30 Eastern. Rolling on on a Friday, we now present today's BYU Sports Station headlines. BYU and Cal tomorrow. We are a little over, Don't do math under, on the, do math on the 36 Sorry. hours away. <laughs> ESPN 2, 10, 15 p.m. Eastern time kickoff. Home opener at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. BYU trying to go 2-0. Offensive lineman Tristan Hodge, his buddies call him Tree, expects to have some butterflies in his first game at LES. You know what? I uh, There's going to be a lot of energy and a lot of excitement on my end. I know my jitters are going to be high, even though I've already played you know played a game. But this is being home and knowing that you know these are these are our fans. This is our home, and there's a lot riding on us. You know to, to perform now. You know there's going to be a lot of excitement, and I'm just really I'm pumped to get back out there. Tristan and his offensive lineman brethren take on the Cal Golden Bears again. 10:15 p.m. Eastern kickoff. Get ready for the game. Unlike any other way, with countdown to kickoff, 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain, and watch the BYU TV Sports postgame immediately following the con- or the, at the conclusion of tomorrow's game. NFL opening weekend continues. Fred Warner and the San Francisco 49ers take on the Minnesota Vikings. Kyle Vanoway and the Patriots face the Houston Texans. And Taysom Hill and the Saints take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Third-ranked BYU women's volleyball, still really good. They are playing right now, up two sets to none. On 10th-ranked USC. In the third set, BYU leads 18-8. to Going for the sweep, man. Ronnie Jones-Perry has 26 kills. In three sets, she had 20 after two. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. She has 26 wow. kills, and it's wow. not over yet. BYU on their way to a sweep of the number 10 team. This isn't I've, just any team. I've never heard of 30 kills in three sets, by the way. Women's soccer faces Utah tonight in the Deseret First Duel. As mentioned, you can watch and listen to it tonight. Coverage at 8.30 Eastern on BYU Radio. All right. Clearly, Jerem is overlooking his competition in going for two tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. As he looks to potentially take the lead back because after week number one it was a great week two for to me. one it's two to one great week for okay. me i came out on top in going for two two to one i yes. won the y factor a bunch it of was different a great week that, for yeah, you. yeah i said by would run for 150 plus yeah. and if they i did, hope you enjoyed last week yeah i hope you really amazing amazing <laughs> so jerem if you want to turn the tides at least in going for two shall we do that right now my friend let's go for two hit it can you predict the future? Maybe. These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, here we go. We have two picks. Each is worth one point. Here we go. My first pick, BYU will win by set. Nope. Ten plus. Thank you for BYU not doing that. BYU wins by double digits. I'm not going 17 plus. <laughs> BYU will win by double digits. I, I think okay. BYU is playing at a high level. They're going to do this. Uh, I don't think Cal's going to force be plus four in turnover margin. Okay, And even then, they only won by seven with that. Number two, the Cougars will be plus one or better in turnover margin. Ooh. BYU did not have a takeaway last week, did not turn it over, so they were just even with Arizona, and Cal was plus four. So I think plus one is good enough. Okay, okay. Given what happened last week, that's uh, got some bold flavors to it. Not too bold. My number one pick, BYU will outscore themselves from last week. They put up 28 in the win against Arizona. I think they'll go 29-plus in their home opener against Cal. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's my number one pick, 29-plus for the BYU football team tomorrow against Cal. And number two, 
BYU's defense will not allow a play of 30-plus yards. Mm, okay. I know that's that seems extra bold, but I just, with three quarterbacks, I don't see how the Bears' offense is going to be super explosive against the BYU defense. And I know that Vic Wharton is a really good receiver. They have two really good receivers. Yeah, Cunavai Noah is good, too. But if you have to play three quarterbacks... Good luck getting into a rhythm. They might get one. I don't think they'll get any. They might get one, but I just don't see this explosive amount of plays from Cal's offense. North Carolina had one last week. Against BYU. One play of 30 plus. So North North Carolina had one. They had one play of 30 plus. Okay. (sighs) That's, yeah. You're going on the road. (laughs) I think... Oh, you're, if, oh, you're wondering about Cal. Correct I'm sorry. me if I'm wrong, Jerem. BYU's defense greater than North Carolina's defense. So Cal didn't have any. Sorry. Who cares what North okay. Carolina had? Cal didn't have any. Cal couldn't do that against North Carolina? Yeah. So you should you say they'll have one. <laughs> no. No. I'm sticking with it. BYU will not allow a play of 30-plus yards from the Cal offense. Those okay. are our going for two picks. Okay. Our question of the day. What is your bold prediction Speaking of predictions, for Cal and BYU tomorrow night, back to the Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. B Diamond Frog answers on Instagram. Brigham Young will score over 30 points on a Power 5 team for the first time since 2015. Since 2015. Interesting. 33 against Nebraska? Now, 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 wait a minute. BYU scored 32 against West Virginia in 2016. Oh, yeah. In a loss. Oh, so... In, maybe well, he's meaning in a win? In a win, maybe. Uh, Cougar stats shared the following. I really like this. As an independent since 2011, the last eight years, when BYU scores 28-plus, Cougars are 12-2. and two. That's 86%. So if BYU scores 28, 86% chance of winning based on what that's meant. That in falls in line with... Uh... One of my going for two picks, I think BYU goes 29-plus. At GP Short on Twitter, BYU starts the season 2-0. and Maybe not bold now, but that was pretty bold seven days ago, so it was. I'm going with it. It was. Context changes, absolutely. That was my bold prediction going into the season. Yes, it was. They'd start 2-0. and Yes, it was. Hopefully BYU does it. Coming up, besides my wife, what former BYUer is nominated for Woman of the Year? <laughs> wow. Scoring some points, man. ESPN sideline reporter Mark Morgan will join us next. What does he expect from the Cal offense as they come to Provo and take on a motivated BYU team? This is BYU Sports Nation. Love you, Wendy. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We have you covered with the pregame shows tomorrow leading up to Cal and BYU. Jason Shepard wanted us to tell you that BYU radio coverage begins at 8.15 Eastern, then watch Countdown to Kickoff starting at 9 Eastern on BYU TV and the apps tomorrow night. All right, shameless plug for Jason out of the way. <laughs> Welcome back, BYU Sports Nation. This is our question Are of the day. Are you happy, Jason? <laughs> what is your bold prediction for Cal at BYU tomorrow? At Cade.Goodman3 on Instagram. BYU has three takeaways and wins 27-17. Three takeaways would be good. And he has them 10-plus, so that would be your going for two right there. Yeah, I'm that going 10 one plus. message. Homer, the Homer call of the day. The BYU TV guy thinks BYU will win. Whoa, imagine <laughs> that. 
Join the conversation 24-7 on social media by using the hashtag BYUSN. Joining us now in Studio B is ESPN sideline reporter for tomorrow's game between Cal and BYU. His name is Mark Morgan, making his debut here in Studio B. Mark, oh, welcome Mark. to the show. Hi, thanks. I'm so glad to be here. And my debut in Provo, by the way, too. Welcome oh, to Provo. Okay. And two words for the Salt Lake City Provo area, no humidity. <laughs> no, no, it's awesome. I live in New York. I live in New York City, right? Okay. I've had like thirty plus days of ninety plus. It's like a, a blast furnace, right? So yeah. this is a nice break. Welcome. Dry air. We're digging it. Yes, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah seventy eight degrees. No humidity. And the and the optimism. It's off the chain. You, my friend, are usually the pessimist, right? Are you? Is he the I Debbie? Oh, I've done some research, I'm right? <laughs> Spen- now, Spencer, he's the Debbie Downer, right? And all of a sudden, is it Blue Goggles time yet? Oh, yeah. Look at this. Is it? Yeah. Hey, Mark, you know your I'm, stuff. I'm just saying. I, yeah. You know, I prepped a little bit. So Yeah, you, you there, prepped a lot of there's, it. <laughs> there's excitement in the air here, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I think it's somewhat merited. Granted, it was one game. It's the opener and whatnot. But the way BYU played last year and then the way they played in that single game, I think there's reason for optimism. How do you see it with BYU? Oh, I, I think definitely there is, especially really on both sides of the ball, right? The defense, the way they played against uh, Khalil Tate was impressive. And then they were able to kind of run the football, too. And your quarterback situation, unlike Cal's, as you've talked about on the show all week long, is not unsettled, right? And the offense looks like it has chemistry already. And as you guys mentioned many times, when you have a new offensive coordinator, that's not always what happens. It takes a while to gel in the chemistry. And I think one of the things, from what I understand, that's apparently helped, and I'm sure you guys have discussed this a lot, is in the fall practice going 11 on 11 so much, right? You know, yes. bringing the chains, time on the clock, down in distance. Let's get the reps in instead of all that individual stuff with units. And I think that has helped as far as the chemistry with the offense. But, you know, there should be optimism. Now, you guys tell me what I should expect at the stadium. Because, again, first time I ever to pro first time to the stadium it's a whiteout right yes so so tell me so it it definitely so i'm gonna spend most of the time on the sideline like this is that could could be yeah okay i would get a nap too because it's an 820 time right are you doing an eastern time zone thing on me (laughs) (laughs) or did you know i was a nap guy because i am i didn't know we all want to be mark Uh, well okay all right right. the other research i did is i just kind of go off you guys both i'm told do tremendous impressions is that correct I, it's debatable. Uh, okay. I, okay. Now, Spencer, you do one of my favorites, and I know it's it's not basketball season. You do okay. my good friend Bill Walton. Okay. Is that okay. correct? Can you do a yes. little Bill? But you got to set it up. Any good impersonation has to be I'll, set up, right? I'll, Are you, I'll set it up. Jeremy, you set it up. Bill, Bill, I'd like your thoughts on. I know you love Berkeley. It's actually Berkeley, yes, Bill, but yes. you love Berkeley. <laughs> so what do you think? What do you think is the ma- the the number one matchup between BYU and Cal? The last time BYU played Cal Berkeley, Christian Stewart threw for seven hundred seventeen yards. It was <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> I left the stadium on a natural high, and that's hard to do coming out of Berkeley. <laughs> there you go. That's nicely done. That was that was as advertised. I like. Yeah, you've just you got the whole thing going there. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you do any? Do you do, do you do some? He does, does Ty Detmer. If you know Ty Detmer, see, I'm not. A, I don't know as much about Ty as Ty, I, as Ty I do. Ty was just a, a good Texas. You know, we didn't play our game uh, last year. Too many quarterbacks got hurt, and I like- unfortunately I got fired, but I'm a millionaire, and I own a ranch in Austin, so that's fine for me. And I'm guessing he is fond of that impersonation. That's what he, I'm guessing. He actually was okay with it. Was we he? actually did a thing with the BYU players where we were behind, like, a curtain, and then I would say something, or he would say something, that I'd have to guess that was Stop fine it. or not, and I got some guys. 
Did you? I, I got Squally Canada. Right. I got yeah, Squally. Squally's like, that's Ty. Nope. Unlike the Arizona defense, I got Squally Canada. <laughs> so this, this show's a huge deal, by the way. Uh, and I'm expecting, uh, yes, it is. And, I, and, and, and I'm expecting from the moment I leave the studio on campus today, then tomorrow, to be constantly stopped by fans going, hey, saw you on BYU. If Nation. you're not, yeah. don't tell us. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, you're going to know. No, you're going to know. Yeah. By, by the way, you two guys, you've been doing this like five years, right? Five years? Yeah. 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 You guys are really young, right? And, yes, and people Mark, think we're okay. students sometimes, Mark. Dude, do you do, think we're students? Dude, do you have a driver's license? <laughs> yes. No, no. I mean, how do you get to work? I started shaving. No, no. No offense. Yeah. I've got my mom drives me, Mark. Uh, okay, <laughs> I've got. And then I go to the mall after. Do you? Yeah. I have Rush concert T-shirts older than you. <laughs> now you don't know who Rush is. I got to. I had to go Rush. Tom Sawyer's my like, one Rush. of my favorite songs. Oh, okay. Come on, go go back a little bit. Go back before that record. Oh, Listen to the Permanent Ways record. Listen to the Seven. I had to get a Rush reference. Okay. So, but I heard that was a thing, you guys. But you're really good at what you do. But you do. Look a little youthful. I think this is a good thing for us, though. <laughs> no, no, like, it is. Like in five or ten years, this is going to be an even better thing. The five-year internship no. has been amazing. Yeah, it's no, been awesome. It I can't wait to get paid for this. That'll <laughs> right. be great when that day happens. Let's Mark, talk about you. Let's yeah. talk about oh, I, oh, okay, yeah. It's fantastic. We love it. Trust me. We can talk about us all day. Let's talk about the matchup and you. So, right. what, what are you watching tomorrow? What, what are some of the storylines you are intrigued by? Well, the one, the one thing that I try to do as a sideline reporter, in addition to injury updates, uh, try to take the viewers down on the field. What am I seeing? What are the teams saying to each other, the players and the coaches, and all that energy on the field is a lot of the human interest aspects of this. And again, with, with your viewing audience and your listeners, they know, BYU Nation, you know, how Squally Canada got his nickname and those type things. But I think the broad audience doesn't know that. And I'm right. going to try to bring some of those things out. Uh, your quarterback, apparently a trivia nerd who watches uh, loves Jeopardy, and one of his goals is to be on a trivia show. So I need to find <laughs> out between now and then what his favorite topics are. Have you ever asked him questions to kind of befuddle him? In no, that no, we haven't broached this. So okay. I'm, I'm excited so, to hear from so, you. On the bracket. So, so, yeah, in addition to the football things, I try to humanize, and not just BYU, obviously Cal, too. Patrick Laird, their outstanding running back, has a, had a great uh, summer reading program where over 3,600 cool. kids signed up to read X number of books and then get tickets to Cal's uh, opener last week. So there are a lot of nice human interest stories on both sides of the ball that, that we're kind of focusing on. We're going to talk to players, in fact, later on today. And when Laird scores a touchdown... And we'll, right. perhaps we'll see it tomorrow night. He opens up like a book. That's where it came from, cool. my friend, right? Yeah. He's yeah. an avid reader. He did that last year, and then he just took it another step. And he said, I think originally if, you know, 100, 200, 300 kids signed up, he would feel great about it. And it was close to 4,000 kids awesome. signed up. So cool. just a lot of off-the-field stories yeah. that, that we're going to kind of focus on, too, which we always try to bring to the audience. You know? Long-time Rush fan. Uh, there you go. BYU you Sports it. Nation historian and ESPN <laughs> sideline reporter. <laughs> Mark Morgan with us. It is. It's the dry heat. I love the dry heat. I'm a fan. And, and, and I understand that you don't get brutal snowstorms. It doesn't get brutally cold. You're kind we get of, some snow, though, unfortunately. Do you? Well, yeah, yeah. But, but not, but I not can't leave my house yeah, it's, snow, it's not, right? Yeah, it's like, not nor'easter. It's not the movie right. 2012 or something, right? Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the bad, east, yeah. we get, not in New York City, but, you know, Boston, yeah. Connecticut. Those yeah. places get hammered. It's, it's intense. Yeah. Whenever you retire at some point in the future, go to Phoenix, dude. You'll love it, man. No, no. I don't want to live anywhere. <laughs> where in June, much less July or September, you can take a potato, put it in aluminum foil, and put it on the driveway, <laughs> come back less than five minutes later, it's ready to eat. Yeah. That's not where I want to be. You're, you're trying to get me to migrate to Florida or Phoenix. I, I see what Flor you're doing all. Florida's too humid. Come on. Right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, if you like the humidity. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's this interesting juxtaposition. ESPN's Football Power Index 
gives BYU a 29.1% chance of beating Cal. And I know a lot of that's based on what BYU did last year and what they bring back. And right, yeah. It's all statistic. However, the experts in the desert, speaking of the desert, are now calling for BYU as a field goal favorite. So how do you see this game playing out between the two teams? If you look at the way both teams played last week, I mean, Cal was plus four in turnovers, right? That's really why they won that, that football game. Their offense, let's not say it was anemic, but it wasn't good. And again, we keep going back to three quarterbacks. You guys talked about it on the show. How do you get any consistent performance by shuttling three dudes in and out? It's one thing for Clemson and Alabama to have two stellar guys, right, that they're trying to kind of – and they're Right, exactly. And we're trying to – and they're trying to figure that out. But it's another thing to have three guys. And, again, as you guys have mentioned, I think Justin Wilcox will wait until game time to say who his starter is, and then we'll see. Hopefully we'll be able to find out if he's going to shuttle all three guys in and out and have that on the air early on. But, again, I think if you look at the way the two teams played last week – Home field advantage, I think BYU probably has to be a favorite. Now, if you, I know you're big on the point spread thing, right? Were you going to go seven? Was he going to go 17 plus? Is that I what you wasn't, did? But no, 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 no. You did earlier and then part. dialed it back. Is I that joked, what you? 17 plus is my thing, but I went. You I, mean every game 17 plus no, one way no, or the other I, is your thing? No, oh, I'm not that guy. <laughs> okay, but kind of. Uh, <laughs> ten, I think BYU by 10. I'm, I think BYU will establish the run, and it'll be right. hard for Cal to do that. Um, the, in in this in this matchup too, it's interesting because. Are we undervaluing Cal's defense? We're, we're kind of looking well, at North Carolina and going, okay, there were 3-9, 13 players suspended. Right. But maybe Cal's defense is really good. Maybe they are. Cameron Good in a walking boot, though, after the game. Right. I think his status, I think, as we speak, has still been unannounced, and I don't think he's going to play probably. So I think a lot of that was probably North Carolina's ineptitude, right? But again... Uh, from what I understand, and you guys, I'm sure, have discussed this too, the offensive line of BYU was really impressive in last week's game, right? And that is huge. If you can run the football, almost everything else can take care of itself. And when you talk about being able to run the football with that offensive line that played so well last week with Squally Canada, obviously, and then the defense that was so disruptive in the backfield with uh, Khalil Tate, that's a formula for success. Now, I'm not going to get into the whole point, you know, point spread thing, but you would think that it would make sense that BYU was a favorite. Yeah, BYU rushes for 150-plus in the Kalani Satake era. I think it's like an 85 or 90% chance they win the game. And so I just – if that can play out tomorrow, I really like BYU's chances. Now, I do want to ask you this, Mark, before you go. Sure. Uh, do you have a Twitter handle? I do, at MarkMorgan34, MarkMorgan, one word. And the 34, as I tell everyone, is the number of points I average per game in high school basketball. Oh, nice. <laughs> your age actually that's not it was my number in high school okay okay mark morgan 34 mark morgan 34 i'm gonna i'm gonna try to put the show on my twitter as soon as uh, we're done here give you guys a nice little plug and i'm gonna do a plug of my own right now if you don't mind i host a show every saturday night obviously i'm not doing it here because i'm with you guys and doing the game tomorrow night but uh, espnu radio called college football overtime 12 midnight to 3 a.m sirius channel 84 Mm. and we're hoping BYU gets in that top 25, so we can focus more on them, too. Because we cover college football landscape. Players call in. Last year, Saquon Barkley called in. Lincoln Riley of Oklahoma called in a couple times. So we have player interviews, analysis, and everything on uh, uh, ESPNU Radio on Sirius. Great stuff. Great stuff. We'll be listening. Uh, Follow him at MarkMorgan34. If you don't... You know, bombard him on campus. Bombard his Twitter, BYU Sports. Oh, no, it's coming because this show's a thing. I know you guys love to kind of downplay it, but it's a thing. But, again, Jerem, I still am not sure. You've got to show me some ID, bro. I just don't don't see this whole I'm – 20-something thing. I, just, I don't see that. He does the top what? button up, so he's trying to... Oh, yeah. Is that a thing? Does he always do that? Thing, the when, top oh, button. When I got carded for uh, sparklers, I knew I looked young. Nice. Has he used that before? I'm like, that's good material. I like that. <laughs> no, that really happened. I'm not kidding. <laughs>
I guess everyone gets guarded for fireworks. Wait, in wait. You got sparklers, and for the person kid. looked at you and said, do I you have ID? ID. Yeah, that, that is sweet, man. That happened. Way to go. Mark, thanks. You're the most prepared guest we've ever had in the history of the show, and I'm not I, I don't think Trevor Maddox will appreciate that, yeah. but, guys, it's no. been a real pleasure. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Thanks a lot. We'll you got it. So yep. Coming up, the latest from number 3 BYU and number 10 USC in women's volleyball live from Milwaukee. Yeah, have they swept them yet? Plus, which Cougars are you watching this weekend in the NFL? It's opening weekend in the National Football League. This is BYU Sports Nation. Shout-out to today's guests, Christian Stewart. And Mark Morgan. Greatest interview we've ever done. That was unbelievable. ESPN <laughs> sideline reporter. He brought it. He's a BYUSN historian, apparently. <laughs> Missed any of the show, download the podcast. Go to BYUSN.com to view full episodes. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. BYU and Cal goes tomorrow night. BYU radio pregame coverage starts at 8.15 Eastern. BYU TV's countdown to kickoff begins at 9 Eastern, followed by the game on BYU radio and ESPN2. Cougars in the NFL. Rookie Fred Warner and the 49ers will play. Kyle Van Noy and the Patriots. Saints quarterback Taysom Hill. All of those guys in their season openers as the season kickoff continues this weekend. Good luck to all of them. Soccer. Women's soccer plays Utah and hashtag shut up Daryl tomorrow at or tonight at 9 Eastern time. Pre-game coverage at 830 Eastern on BYU Radio. Volleyball. Third-ranked BYU women's volleyball just took care of 10th-ranked USC in a sweep nice. in Milwaukee at the Marquette Invitational. Ronnie Jones-Perry finished with 26 kills in three sets. BYU faces Syracuse tonight at 6 Eastern. Good luck to the Orange. And today's Rise of Chow goes to Amy Boswell Yusevich, a top 30 honoree for the 2018 Woman of the Year. She was one of just 10 female athletes selected from 371 Division I schools. Congratulations. Wow. Very cool. There you go. Also, uh, Amy's 6'4". Her husband, I think, is like 6'8". Their kids will be 5'2". Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's sometimes, that, sometimes that's how it works out. Yeah. Our question of the day, what's your bold prediction for Cal at BYU tomorrow? To our elite voice of the day from David Payne on Facebook. Squally Canada gets more plays on his SoundCloud account from Cal students and fans after picking up 100-plus yards and two touchdowns. Yes, I love it. The squall fence. It was well, the Jamal fence. Now, now it's the squall fence. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSM. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Who should we shout out to today, Jerem? Jim Yusevich. Ooh, yeah, good call. Probably a relative. The Yusevich theme. Go Cougs! Countdown to kickoff tomorrow, 9 Eastern.